Welcome to the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show, created and hosted by Scott Knudsen, to explore the crossroads of horses and business. Now here's your host, Scott Knudsen. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. My name is Steve Riley, and I am the producer and editor of this program. We want to welcome all of our listeners on NBC Radio, KCAA in California, also those of you viewing on Equus Television Network, and also our listeners on 10 Tennessee Media in Nashville, Tennessee. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel, and today is a very special program. I am here with the host of the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show and founder of this program, Scott Knudsen. Today's going to be a little different. We've flipped the script, and we feel that uh, we want everyone to get an opportunity to kind of know Scott, know more about his background and where he comes from, and also uh, how he came up with the idea for the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. So I called Scott one day. I said, hey, I think this would be a great idea for a program. Instead of uh, us looking for another guest, why don't we sit down with you for like 45 minutes and you tell us a little bit about yourself and how this all came to be. And so, of course, I'm very excited about this. I know a lot of this information, but Scott's listeners don't. So right. enough of me talking and more of Scott. Scott, how are you? I'm doing great, Steve. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. It's so funny because usually I'm on headphones just listening in. But uh, today I'm I'm kind of doing the interview. So yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a little different, but uh, I'm excited for people to get to know you even more. Yeah, um, it's going to be fun. I, I was nervous at first. I was thinking I was going to get a day off, you know, and this is a little bit more <laughs> stressful on this side of it. Yeah. So um, and it's a little different for me because I'm not used to interviewing people, but uh, I'm going to do the best I can. And I know you'll be a great, uh, great subject for this. Um, let's start from the very top, as you do with a lot of your guests. Uh, tell us a little bit about your your background and uh, how you came to be. Yeah, man. I, so I grew up with great family life. You know, I was blessed and grew up in Georgetown, Texas, and uh, grew up on the ranch out. You know, there in Georgetown, and and uh, both sides of my family, my grandparents. You know, they were all in the industry, in the Western industry, as well as entrepreneurs, and uh, just loved it. You know, from the time I was brought home on the first day, they say they put me on my dad's roping horse and. Uh, he was sitting on there and my mom gave him, gave her, gave me up to him, you know, so I've been on a horse my whole life and, um, just the size of the saddles changed. And, and, uh, <laughs> so, you know, it's always been a part of me, you know, the business side and the horse side. And we also ranched. The family also had a ranch in West Texas in Sonora. So we'd get to go out there a lot too. So, uh, just grew up in it. So you've been around horses your whole life, whole life from, yes. Hmm. Yeah, mainly quarter horses. You know, growing up, it was mainly quarters. My dad was a calf roper and, and uh, raced. And my parents had race horses, quarter horses. And 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 as I grew out of that, I'm still a quarter horse guy and all my horses are quarter horses. But we trained paints and all different breeds and different disciplines and just love the just love the horse. Just everything about it. So in your youth, when you were uh, did you do any rodeo or as growing up oh, yeah. as a kid, as a high schooler? Uh, yeah, what was your I did. I, you know, even the racehorses, we got to help start and help condition before they would go to the trainers. And we would go to the trainer barns and watch them work the horses for the racetrack. Or we would go to the vet clinics and watch them with the breeding programs and the foaling programs. So I was always around it. And I love seeing the different areas of the industry, not just 
saddling and riding, which is the main thing I love doing. But we saw all the other aspects, and that's really um, got me excited about the industry and, and wanted me to do more in it. So did you go to school in Georgetown? Did you? I did. I graduated high school in Georgetown, and, and uh, you know, I was riding some rough stock and roping and starting the family horses, and, and uh, just any time we could ride a horse, man, I was doing it. But, yeah, I loved it so much. And uh, what were your plans? Like, you graduated out of high school. Imagine an 18-year-old Scott Knutson. Oh, um, yeah, that's trouble. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I went to, so I went to school, and I went one year to Southwest Texas Day. That's what it was called in San Marcos. And I blew out my knee riding a horse, and it's mm -hmm. pretty hilly down there. So I took a year off and just went to a junior college nearby so I could rehab. And then the last two years, I went up to Stephenville, Texas, to Tarleton State, and graduated with a business degree. And um, I was still riding a lot, a whole lot, um, not for the team, not for the Tarleton team, but just professional, best I could, and, and training still whenever I could, and uh, got that business degree. You know, I thought I needed something to fall back on, but um, but really, it was a good counterbalance to everything else I've done. Mm -hmm. Well, later, you, as we'll find out, we'll discuss, you were able to to combine your business background with your horse knowledge. Yeah. So, but uh, a lot of people, uh, so a lot of people don't know this about Tarleton. If, if you're from out of state or you're not familiar with uh, Tarleton, they have a, a really large ag program. They're very involved with like uh, uh, ranching and, and agriculture, aren't they there? They really are. Yeah. They're part of the Texas A&M system now. At that time, I don't believe they were, but yeah, they really do. Uh, mm -hmm. Very, very good school. We go up and support them whenever we can. Yeah. So, um, so you graduate with that business degree and, mm -hmm. uh, I guess you, you, you said you blew your knee out. Did that keep you from, uh, competing or riding as much as you wanted to? No, we kept going, you know, we kept rehabbing the, the parts of my body that were working at the time. And, and we, that's kind of what we did. You know, if I broke an arm, we'd rehab legs. We were always focusing on something to get better. We never mm -hmm. let an injury stop us. We never, um, worried about that too much. It just gave me a chance to concentrate on some other part of my body to get stronger to go ride. And, mm -hmm. and if I was at a point where I couldn't get stronger, I was watching tape or, or doing something to get better. So, um, it never stopped us. It might've slowed mm -hmm. us down a tinge, but it actually sped us up because it made us better in other aspects. Did you have any favorite events or events you performed better in than Man, others? Yeah, you know, I I love the bareback riding. I love the rough stock. That's what I did. But bareback was always fun, I guess, just because of the horse again. Um, but now it's moved more to the team roping and the calf roping a little bit, more team roping and, and sorting and pinning, still horse-related, very horse-related. But now there's more of a cow search in there, too. So um, love it just as much. So I would guess this whole time, um, after you, you were spending all your time in, in the kind of Hill Country, Texas area, you finish with your business degree uh, out of Tarleton, and then what? You know, I kept riding a lot, and I thought I needed a job. And, I, you know, I, I don't know why I thought that. You know, I was able to do pretty well riding and, and such, but I got a job. and, and uh, But it, the job allowed me to still ride on the weekends. So it was a three- or four-day-a-week job, but it was a professional job, and I catered it so I could compete still. And I was able to do that. And uh, – it was a good balance, you know, because I, I could really work hard on my riding and my ranching and such. But then when I would get, you know, just a little tired, I could go focus on my business side and it would really help, you know, 
some people take days off. I just change jobs, you know, throughout the week. <laughs> well, I know you and anybody that knows you uh, knows that you're, you, you have a strong worth ethic, that you're a hard worker. That's, that's one thing Thank that you. everyone will always say about Scott Knudsen is that Thank that you. man knows how to work. Thank you. So I can Thank imagine you. you having more than one job at a yeah. time. What what was uh was, was ranching profitable? I mean, is it even at that you know, time? Was did you feel like you needed to have that other job, or was just I, I didn't feel I needed to. I, I think I was just. That's a great question, Steve. I, I thought I, everybody had to go get a real job, even and even though the ranching and the cowboying was a real job, and I did it and I liked it. It was good. It it, it really. Um, help pay bills for sure. Um, it, it was wonderful. I had all the corporate benefits, uh, fortune 50 company. It was great, but, um, and we worked our way up in it, but the, at the other time I already had a real job. I just had two real jobs and they were a little mm -hmm. bit different, but yet somewhat the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know so, in the next, uh, 15 minutes, we're going to talk more about, uh, your business background and your, uh, experience mm -hmm. and kind of what you did. Um, but take me from like, if you don't mind sharing a little bit more of your personal side, because yeah. I know, you, I mean, you, you graduated college, you had your business degree, you're working two jobs. One of them is ranching. The other one uh, is in sales and business mostly. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, well, obviously like any young man, you finally meet the right woman, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> made me blush. Um, yeah. You know, uh, uh just happened to see her in San Antonio and, and, uh, shoot six months later, we got married. I, I didn't, you know, I didn't want to wait for the paint to dry, so to speak. I, I needed to sew that deal up. And I remember our first date, I was in El Paso and I was riding the night before and I broke some ribs and drove all the way home back to San Antonio to take her out on the first date. And, and, uh, we, uh, rented some horses, which I've never done before. Um, and uh, in Bandera, Texas, just because I wanted to have her on my field. I didn't, you know, she was a model and I was a cowboy. So I, I didn't know where she was going to end up taking me. So I wanted to get, get the right path. So, um, of course I know Tracy, Tracy's uh -huh. a wonderful woman and you guys are a great match. You talk about work ethic. I mean, she's another person that, uh, I mean, of course she, you know, she's bright and she's, and she's beautiful. Like you said, she used to uh, model and she also knows how to drive a tractor. Yeah, she That's can. <laughs> yeah. It's so yeah. funny. She didn't want any part of being with a cowboy or the country. She just didn't know. And, mm -hmm. and, uh, um, I did, you know, but now man, she, she changes the oil and the tractor and the truck and, and, uh, she just loves it. You know, I, you know, she just likes being around it, you know? So now mm -hmm. the chicken is in the pigs. They follow her, not me. <laughs> well, I know she came out of my property once and, and pulled the, uh, the track drove the tractor off a gooseneck trailer and, and plowed down a shed for me. <laughs> and, then, and I was standing on the side there going, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very impressive. Very yeah, impressive. Is, so, yeah. So you went riding with broken ribs on your first date. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> hey, whatever it took, man, I had to, yeah. you know, um, we did. Did you tell her you had broke, did you tell her you had broken ribs? One of those first date awkward side hugs and, and I flinched just a tinch and she knew something was up and, and, oh. uh, but she never really understood what we did for a living until she watched a couple of movies and saw what it was really about. And, yeah. and then you got a little bit more concern, but, um, yeah, you know, it's just, it's just pain and injuries are just part of what it is. 
mm-hmm. you know, and it, I always looked at it as not an obstacle. It was just always um, make you tougher, you know, mm-hmm. and, and uh, build a story for later on down the line. And uh, so six months, you marry Tracy. Married. And how many years have you been married now? Almost 25. Wow. That's yeah. great. Thank so, you, man. Yeah, I'm glad she um, doesn't realize really what happened yet, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you grabbed her before she had a chance to reconsider. I, did, man. <laughs> I pulled her to the country and put the gate up, and it was done. <laughs> you know, so, no, if anybody knows Tracy, you you're, you guys are a great match. You're a wonderful Thank couple. You. It's no surprise you've been married for 25 years. Thank um, you. And, of course, you have a lovely daughter, too. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Well, you've helped so much with Haley and, and, uh, you know, with theater and acting and you've just been such a part of the family. Well, you are family. Um, you know, but yeah, she's, she's just as tough, you know, Haley's tough. She's been through her things and she's beautiful and, uh, like her mom and, and, uh, tough. And it's just the grid. I think it's the grid of the country or a grid of the industry. And it's just, uh, paid off for her too. I think it's some of that work ethic, like you talk about, and I know you talk about with other guests too, about how you've got to go out and make things happen. I will say this about, about you and Tracy and Haley, that uh, you don't wait for opportunities and uh, you don't sit waiting and watching other people do the work. You get in there, you pitch in, you make it happen. And I believe, and I believe too, if you do those things, good things will come to you. Absolutely. Either through recognition eventually or just the rewards. Hard work always pays off. Always does. Always and that's does. Even, and, you know, even if you don't have it, that basic education, even if, uh, or any kind of education, or, you know, even if you don't have the, the financial opportunities that some young people have when they're starting off, if you have that work ethic, which that'll take you places that, are, you know, those other things may not. A hundred percent agree. It's all about the work ethic. You surround yourself with the right people and, and, and get that trust factor up there and you just go to work, you know, mm-hmm. and, and good things that happen. Yeah. And hand in hand with that is that humility, which I know yeah. you and I talk about. You, you say to me quite often, you like to be people that are just humble. You like to surround yourself with people that they don't have to tell you how great they are. They, yeah. You just see it through their actions. You just see it through, you know, the, the job they do. Yeah, they yeah. cast a long shadow, and shadows don't speak. You yeah. know, the work does. Mm-hmm. Well, um, when we come back in the next 15 minutes, uh, Scott's going to tell us a little bit more about his rodeo experience and also his business experience. And uh, eventually, near the end of the program, he's going to talk a little bit about how he joined those together and came up with the idea for the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. Uh, so don't go away. Come right back, and we will be here. Thank you. Scott will be right back with more. Hi, I'm Scott Knudsen, host of the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. Heard on KCAA, Fridays, 3 p.m. Pacific. I'd like to talk to you about something I'm very passionate about. Those that know me know I love my coffee. In the morning, afternoon, and even late in the evening, I enjoy a good cup of coffee almost any time of the day. Now, my team at the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show has been working for several months on creating and introducing our own brand of coffee. We wanted to make sure that we got it just right. We don't want to put our name on anything unless we're 100% certain that it's the best product available, and we've finally done it. We have created a wonderful line of coffees, 13 fantastic flavors offered in whole bean, ground, and K-cups, any way you like to brew your coffee. Now, each of our coffees carries our brand. 
the very same brand that we put on our horses, our trailers, and our chaps. So you know that this is a quality product. And we only use 100% Arabica beans, the very best beans available. Just listen to some of these wonderful blends and flavors. Jamaican Me Crazy, Honduran San Marcos, Chocolate Cherry Amaretto, Breakfast Blend, and my very favorite, Haley's Blend. A coffee so good, we named it after my daughter. You can order these coffees today by going online to javacowboy.com. That's javacowboy.com. And if you order today, you can get an extra 10% off your final purchase just by entering the promo code COWBOY on checkout. Remember, that's promo code COWBOY for an extra 10% off. Just go to javacowboy.com to order your coffee today. Hello, I'm Scott Knutson, host of the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. I want to tell you about a product I've tried and I love, and I feel the Cowboy Entrepreneur audience will as well. It's Rebellious Infusions. Rebellious Infusions, they're little packets of flavor. And you know, it gets hot in South Texas, over 100 degrees every day. And I like my water, but it's water. So I use these infusions, put them in my water. It makes it cold. It's great flavor, zero sugar, zero calories. It's pure energy infusions, rebellious infusions. Go to drinkrebellious.com or on all social media platforms. Drink Rebellious. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. My name is Steve Riley. I am the producer and editor of the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show, and I want to welcome our guest, who is normally the host of this program and also the founder of this program, uh, Scott Knudsen. Scott, uh, glad you could join us back for another 15 minutes. Absolutely, <laughs> man. Absolutely. And thank you for what you do for the show. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. I enjoy doing it. I really do. Um, well, let's talk a little bit about where we left off. I mean, we kind of know your journey as to uh, how you ended up in sales and how you ended up where you are uh, uh, going into, uh, you know, your business career and how you started your family and everything. Um, I, I want to know a little bit more about your rodeo background because you were talking about uh, your first date with Tracy and the cracked ribs and, yeah. and being in competition out in El Paso. I know a little bit about the history, but I don't think a lot of uh, your listeners or viewers know uh, much about your rodeo background and, mm -hmm. and your horsing background. Would you mind sharing that? Yeah, sure. Sure. Um, you know, I, I grew up in it. My dad was a calf roper and, and it was really cool. And my mom's side of the family, you know, they all roped and, and they had an arena and my dad had his arena in the ranch and we have our arena and we just grew up around the sport. I love it. And I wanted to ride rough stock just because I, I, I don't know. Um, everybody else rode, so I figured I'd ride rough stock. And and I loved the bucking horses. Did some bulls, uh, rode some bulls, um, roped, and but and I also trained horses at home growing up, and then throughout school and other ranches too. So I was always doing something in the industry um, to do that. Um, and I loved it. I love the people. I just got back from the NFR in Vegas um, in a different role than riding, you know, for sure. But it was it's really the people and the environment that just keeps you coming back. So I grew up in it. I love it and, and cherish it. So um, a little bit about uh, I know you told me about some competition and some and some of events you've done and some things you yeah. really enjoy. Um so when you were competing, uh, did you just go like all over the state of Texas? All yeah, over I went all Southwest? over. 
I went over the Southwest. I, I kept getting hurt a lot. Just, I, you know, I'd start riding really, really well. And then something would happen. Something freaky if I was training a horse at a barn or something would happen. So you, I never could crack that next level, but we were at a pretty good level for sure. I, I remember the first one. I was a young kid. It was in San Marcos at the Coliseum. And uh, I had a couple of buddies with me and I saddled up a bronc and it was bareback horse. And I got hung up on him and I went back. I flipped over the horse and over the fence. And, and yeah, my buddy, you know, he's trick riding or something like that. Make a joke out of it because that's what you do. You don't dwell on it. And, uh, you know, a few of those, and I was like, man, I gotta, I gotta get in shape better, you know, just cause I can ride <laughs> a certain level at the ranch. This is a different deal. And, and, mm -hmm. and it, it didn't humble me. I was already humble, but it, it refocused me. And, uh, you know, and that's, and, and horses to do that really quickly. And, uh, but, but it made me a better rider. It's funny. Those falls and those accidents make you become a better rider if you let them. And, mm -hmm. Yeah, but I, I loved every part of it. I love how, you know, you're competing against somebody, but they're also helping pull your ropes when you need it or, you know, sharing gear bags and such. It's really a cool mm -hmm. deal. So how many, so you've been thrown by horses. You've been gorged by bulls. I've been cut right? up by bulls and horses. You've yeah, been I've pinned by, them. you've been pinned by cattle, I'm sure, up against a fence a few times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, Inside of a cliff I, with a horse. Yeah, I mean, we've been torn up. That's There's no joke about that. But, um you know, some I put myself in that position, some I didn't. They were just better on that day than I was. Um, mm -hmm. But but it happens. And uh, so that's. I remember, uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, I remember being in Lufkin, Texas, East Texas, and uh, I was riding a horse, and um, it, it 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 spun me under, and I got a I got a spur hooked, and I got stepped on the back of my head, and and. Uh, oh. Hey, I don't remember walking out, but I they told me I walked out of the arena, you know, <laughs> it was a concussion and stuff. And, you know, but then that night we rode again. I think we rode four more that afternoon and night, you know, because we had to finish up what we drew. And um, mm -hmm. but it's just it makes for good stories down the road. And, you know, whenever I grew I grew up in Georgetown, I remember I'd go to the feed store and uh, with my parents or or and later just by myself. And I'd watch all the older guys, you know, and they'd sit around and. And they would tell their stories. And hey, I was a kid, man. I didn't have any stories, you know, and mm -hmm. I always wanted some. So I figure every time I'd saddle a horse, I'd get closer to having stories, you know, to, to tell. And, and uh, I guess that's what inspired me to keep going. Yeah, well, you do have quite a few stories to tell. And yeah. that's because uh, as I've known you and I've known you for many years, that you are a what you would call a real cowboy. Yeah. You're not an urban cowboy. You're yeah. not one of these uh, guys yeah. that's all hat, no cattle. You are yeah. a true blue cowboy. You grew up Absolutely. cowboy. You are cowboy. You live cowboy. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> There's as much yeah. dirt in my truck as there is in my pasture. You know, I yep. mean, it, we, we live it, you know, and, and uh, uh, they get fed before we leave and when we get home. And, and uh, it's definitely yeah, a lot. I, I remember the first time I uh, rode in your truck with you and I climbed in there and there were, uh, well, you know, there's gloves and there's boots, you know, and there's rope and, you know, and there's, there's dirt on the floor, you know, for the pasture and there's some shell casings. And I'm just looking around like this, this guy's a real cowboy. <laughs> you know? yeah. so he's the, he's the real thing, you know? Yeah. So absolutely. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love so, it. You uh, know, when we first got married, my wife and I, we lived in town for a short period until we found out she was pregnant we moved to the country and, we used to um, train horses 
um, we were like mobile trainers, you know, so I would uh, throw yeah. some saddles in the truck and the sandwiches and some waters and we'd go from ranch to ranch and just whatever horse was there that needed to be worked. That's what we did. And that really mm -hmm. helped my riding um, style because we were riding everything from thoroughbreds to Morgans to warm bloods and, and different disciplines outside of rodeo, mm -hmm. hunter jumper and stuff. And that really helped, but it helped me just be a, a horse person and a cowboy because I could see the other ranches and, and, uh, uh, man, that, that was great. And every, so I had everything in my truck because you never knew when you rolled mm -hmm. up what you're going to need. See, I'm not a, I'm not a horse person. I mean, I admire it. I, I've always admired the cowboy style and way of life. And you and I talk a lot and, you know, I'm a big fan of Western films and movies. Um, but, I only know it as like an observer and an admirer. Um, but for you, it's, it's like a way of life. It's, it's something yeah. that you've always done. Um, have you ever, um, I guess, uh, dealing with, as you were talking before, these different kinds of horses, uh, I hear a lot from your guests. You've got to let, this is one thing I hear from many of your guests is that you've got to listen to the horse. You've got to let the horse lead you sometimes mm -hmm. before you just go in there and start leading the horse. Right. Um, is that, I mean, is it, is there a difference like with different kinds of horses or different kinds of breeds or. Yeah. Just like people, you know, horses have been different horses have been through different things and they're going to tell you if you let them and you listen and you watch them what they've been through it. And that's how, you know, where you can step in and start fixing wherever that is and, and moving the relationship forward. Um, but it, it's just a matter of watching them. You can watch your jaw if it gets tight or their lips are tight or their ears if they're paying attention to you or looking away and disrespecting you, it, it's, it's really a, an incredible dance with no words. And, mm. and, uh, but yeah, they will absolutely tell you. And then once you bring them up the right way and work with them the right way, there's no better partner. They will always be there for you. I, I remember, um, you know, we've had some of the wildest horses you could imagine just because of what they've been through, not, not their fault at all. That become some of our biggest um, supporters. We always took care of me, and we'd go out and ranch and catch cattle for other people that couldn't be caught. And that horse was there to protect me, and I was there to protect him. And uh, it was really cool. I remember there was a couple of horses that might have got scratched up. I doctor them at the barn at the same time I doctor myself. You know, it was <laughs> it was just uh, I'd get the horse tape, you know, and I tape their scratch on their shoulder or whatever it was, and I might tape up something on my part that where we got, we had a rough day, you know, at work, you know, catching cattle and, uh, we'd come home and horse would get fed. Then I'd go get fed, you know, <laughs> in a relationship, uh, but man, yeah. there's nothing better, you know, pulling up at the barn late at night, seeing the lights on and your horse is tired and you're tired and a little dirty, a little cut up, but mm -hmm. made a day. Wow. So, um, Talking a little bit about that, and I know a little bit about your business background, too, because as you had mentioned earlier in the first 15 minutes, you worked for a Fortune 500 company mm -hmm. um, and your experience there. So we know a lot now or more about your cowboy side. Tell us a little bit more about your business side. Man, you said you were doing both. I love business, man. I love business. And there's so many businesses within the Western industry. It, there's also business outside of it that I love, too. It's just kind of the same deal, you know, with sales. I never sold for myself. I never really sold for the company I worked for. I always sold for the customer because I figured if I could make the customer successful and help fix a problem, they'd want to buy again and mm -hmm. they could stay in business to buy again because I did it the right way. And, and as I moved my career on the Fortune 50 company, the same thing applies in the horse world. 
as I trained horses or worked with horses and did it for the horse and not for myself gain, it always worked out better. If I ever tried to skip a step to get a horse prepared for an event sooner than, mm -hmm. the, than I should, it would always mess up somewhere down the road. It would mess up. It wouldn't be fair to the horse. So in sales and uh, sales management, whatever I did over there, you know, it was always for the customer. I never wanted to short them or cheat them or anything. That's just not, first off, it's not the Western code. It's not what I do, but um, it would never pay off. It would never help out. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I love seeing those customers that entrusted our, our, our voice to help their business. And there's mm -hmm. a special relationship there too. Let's see. That's uh, because your listeners don't know this, but you and I originally met working for the same company. We we're both yeah. in sales. Yeah. And um, that's one thing that I learned. And I learned because uh, when I started my career there in sales, uh, I started working under you. And one was, is that you listen to the customer. If you, if you, that's what a lot of salespeople that are starting out don't realize. You don't need to do the hard sell. You don't need to do the talking. You ask an open-ended question and yeah. sit back. The customer will tell you what they want. Yep. You know, you that's don't, right. yeah, just like the horse will tell yeah. you. <laughs> it's the same. You know, if you allow them, they'll tell you where they need help. And then your job is to be creative and fix it and try and help. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing as a horse. I appreciate you saying that. It's exactly the same. And, and uh, you know, I don't know how anyone can help a customer help a horse when you don't allow them to tell you what's wrong. Mm -hmm. I think that's the height of arrogance is when you say, I can fix your problem and you really don't know what the problem is. Right. Or you just, a salesperson would step in, you know, you make that quick sell, yeah. but you haven't, you know, you, you haven't solved anything for them. And that customer doesn't feel heard. They, yeah. they don't feel helped. Whereas sure. if you listen, you try to help the customer, you establish a partnership with that customer, you have a long-term client. You have right. somebody that will come to you and stay with you and be loyal to you as opposed to somebody that the customer is, you know, is, is smart. They'll figure out if someone's just taking advantage of, from, of them for just the sale. Just That's as right. I assume a horse is smart enough to know if a greenhorn gets on top, and, you yeah. know, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's a relationship, you know, and that's, that's important. And just like with our horses, you know, I go down to the barn and, and they hook on and I don't need a lead rope to lead them. They'll stay right with me. And just like with the customers, I would always hope they would stay right with me because they knew they could trust me. And I was one, mm -hmm. one call away or whatever they needed. And I took it serious, you know, um, it wasn't a job. It was, I was taking care of friends mm -hmm. and family and I made it that way. Well, I, I know. And, you were uh, very successful and uh, very successful in your career. And not only were you recognized with, with several awards and recognition, but you were also promoted through the company over time. So uh, a lot of good things happened for you uh, because I think not just because of your work ethic, but just because you were so successful at uh, Thank you. listening and knowing what the customer wanted. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. So Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I know you're humble and you don't like to hear that kind of no, stuff, but I, I, I said it anyway. <laughs> it's a team, you know, it's a team, you know, I might do the sale, but there's so many other people helping complete it. And, and there's that responsibility too, not only with the customer, but with everybody else helping to complete that because everybody's relying on that handshake deal at the end of the day to, to work. So uh, I took that serious as well, but it was a team sport. Well, I know that, um, uh, it was probably several years ago, but I know anybody that uh, watches uh, this program, uh, 
when they see it on the YouTube channel or they listen to it, they'll hear a lightning strike at yeah. the end. And at the end of the program, it'll say Lightning K Productions. And you see that lightning strike. And there's a reason why. And it, it's also uh, it's also incorporated in your brand somewhat and a lot mm -hmm. of things that you sell or do. And I know when we come back in the next 15 minutes, I'd like to talk a little bit about that because that was a life-changing experience for you. It really was. Right? It really was. <laughs> Just a little bit, right? Yeah, absolutely it was. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I want to talk about that. We also want to talk about uh, the idea of the cowboy entrepreneur and how you came up with it and okay. kind of joined these ideas of the horse and business world. Sounds so, great. Uh, yeah, we'll be right back after these few messages. Thank you, folks. Thank you for listening to the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. Scott will be right back with more. For more information on Scott Knudsen, the Cowboy Entrepreneur, visit us online at cowboyentrepreneur.com. Hi, I'm Scott Knudsen, host of the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. Heard on KCAA, Fridays, 3 p.m. Pacific. I'd like to talk to you about something I'm very passionate about. Those that know me know I love my coffee. In the morning, afternoon, and even late in the evening, I enjoy a good cup of coffee almost any time of the day. Now, my team at the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show has been working for several months on creating and introducing our own brand of coffee. We wanted to make sure that we got it just right. We don't want to put our name on anything unless we're 100% certain that it's the best product available, and we've finally done it. We have created a wonderful line of coffees, 13 fantastic flavors offered in whole bean, ground, and K-cups, any way you like to brew your coffee. Now, each of our coffees carries our brand, the very same brand that we put on our horses, our trailers, and our chaps. So you know that this is a quality product. And we only use 100% Arabica beans, the very best beans available. Just listen to some of these wonderful blends and flavors. Jamaican Me Crazy, Honduran San Marcos, Chocolate Cherry Amaretto, Breakfast Blend, and my very favorite, Haley's Blend. A coffee so good, we named it after my daughter. You can order these coffees today by going online to javacowboy.com. That's javacowboy.com. And if you order today, you can get an extra 10% off your final purchase just by entering the promo code COWBOY on checkout. Remember, that's promo code COWBOY for an extra 10% off. Just go to javacowboy.com to order your coffee today. Hello, I'm Scott Knutson, host of the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. I want to tell you about a product I've tried and I love and I feel the Cowboy Entrepreneur audience will as well. It's Rebellious Infusions. Rebellious Infusions, there are little packets of flavor. And you know, it gets hot in South Texas, over 100 degrees every day. And I like my water, but it's water. So I use these infusions, put them in my water. It makes it cold. It's great flavor, zero sugar, zero calories. It's pure energy infusions, rebellious infusions. Go to drinkrebellious.com or on all social media platforms. Drink Rebellious. Hello, everyone. This is Steve Riley, the producer of the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show, welcoming you back for this very special program where I am interviewing the, well, who is the regular host of the program, <laughs> Scott Knudsen, <laughs> and founder of the program, the Cowboy Entrepreneur. Uh, right before the break, Scott, we talked a little bit about a life-changing experience, something that happened to you about 17 years ago. Yeah, and, uh, I know some of your listeners might know about it, but but maybe you could share a little bit more. Absolutely. So on my daughter's one year birthday to the day, 
Um, I, my wife calls and she says, uh, Scott, come down to the barn. I just cleaned the tractor. And, uh, you know, right there, I'm smiling. I can't even wait to get through the gate at the ranch. And, and I go down there and she gives me Haley and, and Haley's on my left side and Tracy's on my right. And it's a sunny day, but it's raining about 15 miles off. And, and, uh, lightning came out of the blue and it, it struck me in the head, came out my hand and wrapped around Haley. And, uh, I was the ground for it. And, uh, we lived through it, you know, at, at first we didn't really even know what happened. Um, you know, it was like the old days with the TV, when you unplug it, plug it in all the fuzzies. Um, and you know, we're in young parent mode and when you're baby mode, I mean, we, we didn't really know. And I thought I was okay. We made it to the house. The horses were in chaos. You know, they were bouncing into each other. There were some loose ones out in the pasture and hmm. our septic system sprinklers came on and some things messed up, but, and we knew there was something bad happened. We just didn't know how bad. And, uh, we made it to the house and I, we, we thought we were fine or Tracy would have never left. So, but Tracy goes to town to get a birthday cake, you know, how innocent. And, uh, uh, she comes back and my, my half of my face is black and, and uh, yeah, it, it, it was just charred. And, and, uh, hmm. uh, you know, we, we didn't know what to do. Um, you know, or Tracy wouldn't have left me or it was just chaos. So we call, and you know, you heard that joke when you get hit by lightning. So we didn't know to take it serious because we didn't, it wasn't raining. And, uh, we call ask a nurse cause we, <laughs> we didn't know what to do. And they said like, you got to go to the hospital immediately. So Tracy drove and it went in front of Tracy. So her eyes and ears are a little messed up for a couple of days, but she drove, I guess, I think she did. Um, and they checked us over and sent us home and, uh, cause they've never seen anyone live through it. They didn't know. And then our, our regular doctor said, you got to go back and they got to send some lightning strike stuff. And, but it just continually got worse for us. Um, mm -hmm. Haley was fine. Thank goodness. That's the main thing. Tracy became fine again, but, um, you know, I lost a lot of memory, um, before the lightning, um, I had to learn to read and write again, um, with Haley and uh, watch the wiggles, uh, had to learn, <laughs> you know, lots of wiggles, uh, had to learn to do everything again, you know, and I, you know, I, I forgot a lot, which that's okay. Um, but we never looked at it as a negative, you know, it, it gave me more time to be with Haley and Tracy. Um, it, we, it, we recentered a lot of stuff. We refocused a lot of things, uh, but we didn't want to run from it, you know? So we made that our family brand, our generational brand, the lightning K and we put it in our house and, chaps and trailers and trucks and horses it's everywhere and we wanted mm -hmm. to spin as a positive we lived through it our family got became closer because of it um and we somehow survived it but um it, it was a heck of a shock you know it did a lot of things i remember a couple of years after it even happened you know you'd i'd be you know maybe popcorn at a movie and the feelings would fall out i mean it was a it was a bad deal so to live through wow. that um it was a blessing for sure mm -hmm. So that's a, you know, it's what people would call a near death experience. Oh, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's life changing. Yeah, yeah, I was gone. And, you know, I had so much metal in my face. I have two plates in my face, neck, back, shoulders, knees. So, you know, they don't know if that attracted it. They don't know if it was just where I was standing. You know, nobody really knows why it happened. So, um, but it did. And, uh, um, you know, but for my wife, she went from one kid to two. From my daughter, she went from a dad to a brother, 
you know, it really uh-huh. shook up everything a little bit, you know, um, mm-hmm. but it, it, it turned out the way it's supposed to turn out, you know. Yeah, we, but we, have you come out from the other side of something that like that, it, it if you survive, it gives you a, a, an appreciation for, for life, for family, for. It just- does. It does, Steve. I mean, we slowed down some. I mean, I still work a lot. I mean, a lot, but it's all mm-hmm. because I want to. It's all around my family or horses. It's, you know, around you. It's around people I want to be around. Um, mm-hmm. And and that's why we made some other changes. But, um, yeah, it definitely changed a lot. It, it forced us to stop. And mm-hmm. uh, But we never looked at it as a negative. And I think maybe some of the other big injuries we've had along the way before we got to that, we never thought about death. We never thought I wouldn't get healed. We never thought about not learning to read or write again. The negative never slipped in our mind. It just never, Mm -hmm. no injury is it ever, but with that one, it could have. You know, Tracy was telling a story the other day and I forgot a lot of stuff, you know. She had to teach me numbers and we would sit at the old phones and she would say Mm -hmm. three. And I couldn't, I didn't know how to hit the number three. I would hit like an eight. Uh-huh. I mean, she was teaching me, and you know, and I'm 30 something, you know, and trying to learn that again. So it was, uh, it, it was humbling and a, a very, very humbling. Hmm. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, you you come back from something like that with a, with a deeper appreciation for, for the good things, for the oh, things that really matter. Yeah, so. absolutely. Absolutely. So, we know how you came with up with your brand now. Yeah, uh, that's it, man. It's so, a lightning K, and and it's yeah. we want it to be strong, you know, yeah. strong and humble, and and you can get over things with it, and it means something now. So, what eventually led you to where you are now? So, when did you decide this would be a great idea? If I was somehow a- able to merge my two worlds, the business and and the horse, the the cowboy and and the salesman, when did you decide to put that together? And how'd you come up with this idea? Just about three and a half years ago, it's happened so fast. Uh, my niece asked me to speak at Texas A&M and I was scared to death, man. I didn't like being on that side of the camera. I didn't like speaking and and shame <laughs> on me. You know, I, I, I guess God built me for it. I just was stubborn enough not to do it. And now I did that. And um, the first question the students asked me was, have I ever been hurt? I never told any of these stories and I had neighbors that didn't even know I was hit by lightning until uh, Fox news and weather nation, all those guys started doing um, shows about us after I did the speech. But I I answered that and they said, have you ever failed? And I answered those honestly. And at the end of the handshake line, you know, there's kids crying. Like no one ever said it was okay to fail. And I'm like, Oh my, stay around me. You'll see it every day. You know, (laughs) every day, man, there's failure and there's, there's, there's stuff that happens, but it's just getting through it and learning from it. And, and Mm -hmm. I called a buddy of mine at a magazine. I said, we got to keep going with this. So we got a publicist and started speaking around the country and it it just kept going. And, and I love it. You know, I get to meet so many more people and, and uh, hopefully, you know, I, I go to, I'm supposed to encourage them when I speak, but usually it's the other way around and I get encouraged. So uh, I love it. I'm addicted to it. What I've noticed is a lot of the people you meet, the guests you bring on to the show are, like I've said before, early in the program, they have, uh, you know, you, you, you draw them in because, hey, you know about horses and you have this business background, but they're humble and, yeah. and they have this strong work ethic and they're astute when it comes to 
business in business sense. They, right. I mean, they know how to run a business or they know how, how to operate a business. Yeah, you're right, Steve. You know, and that's why I love our show because it gives a voice to, they have a voice, they have a big microphone. And we've had Olympians and Hall of Famers, all these great people, business leaders, like incredible business leaders, but no mm -hmm. one knows their story. And we talk a little bit about the success, but we really focus on how to get there and the failures and, and like Jason with Beck sunglasses, how he, his first prototype just fell apart in front of his family. But now look at him. And, you know, we mm -hmm. all go through those things. And, and I think it endears um, the listener, the audience to these companies and to these people to know that they've been through stuff, too. They just keep going. They don't stop. And that's the secret. Everyone goes through it. If you keep going, you're going to get through it. If you don't mm -hmm. stop, you won't ever get through it. And, and sure. I think it's inspirational just to have those people mm -hmm. on our shows for sure. Yeah, I would say most of your guests, um, they come from a, a background that's not necessarily affluent. They don't have necessarily yeah. a lot of money to start out. They don't necessarily right. have, uh, you know, a Ivy League degree. You're right. But, yeah, but they're smart. Right. Yeah, they're smart and they're dedicated and uh, and they know that hard work will eventually pay off. Now, people do succeed because they have they may have those connections or they they may have that money or that mm -hmm. family that helps them get started. But right. I would say the majority of your guests, most of the people that I've met through you, through this show, um, they're not like that. They're, they're self-made. Yeah, that's right. That's a good, that's astute, man. Yeah, I guess so. They really are. And I, I think in, in a way it shapes you different when you do it yourself. And then when you help others get there, it really changes you a little bit. And you can see mm -hmm. that. Um, in our guest, and, and that's why I'm just honored to get to do the show and be around those kind of people. And I love when they tell those stories about how they um, how they finally got the right way and they were successful. And then they didn't stop. They kept trying to get better, but then they start helping everybody around them, you know, even more. And, and they'll and, also talk about their failures. They'll talk about, well, I tried to do this, and that didn't, ex I, I, you know, I kept trying and trying until I yeah. finally hit upon that, either that one product or that one idea that just took off. You know, and that's right. And when we talk about the failures or when they talk about their failures, just like mine, we don't cry about it or, or embarrassed about it. We kind of laugh about it, man. I did this <laughs> and this didn't work. Like me riding my first bareback course, I got through over the fence. I mean, uh -huh. it, it's just, um, but you learn from it. So you kind of appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. it's just like this program in itself. It's like, it just keeps getting better and better. Yeah. I think if I could say that, and it, yeah. part of that's from experience, is from you and I keep trying yeah. to improve it and make it better and better. It's just, yeah, I, it's I can't just wait. How, yeah, yeah. You, it's like our meeting yesterday, you know, you have some more ideas to make it even better. And I can't, I know the audience is going to love it. And, mm -hmm. and, uh, but I think that's the, the secret, not only business, but life. You just have to get better. You know, you can't be complacent. You cannot. You can't, man. You can't. Mm -hmm. You know, if you don't have time to work out every day, get up 30 minutes early and do something. You know, you have to, you have to make yourself want more and then you'll end up mm -hmm. getting more. Or when you become complacent or you'd rest on your laurels, you're like, I'm just okay where we're at now. Your competition comes up from behind. You oh, know? yeah, you never see them coming and they pass you. Yeah, yep. there, there's no recovery so, then. Yeah, there's no yeah, way. And there's always competition. So oh. cowboy entrepreneurs. So mm -hmm. um, that's, what have you got going on right now? I mean, I, you've got a lot of projects I know about. Uh, yeah. I know you're, you're 
you've got some stuff happening TV. You got some a book, movie. You want to share some of that with your audience? Yeah, man, we're so blessed. You know, it's it's just growing so fast. Um, and just our sphere of new people coming into the environment is, is so much fun. Um, you know, we do have the movie we're working on. I think that goes into um, filming next May, and that's that's about the lightning that's going to roll into a TV series and and. Uh, just incredible people around that. Just so talented. Um, I just stay in my lane and that's it. You know, they know what to do. <laughs> and uh, we have two books that are being published right now that come out early uh, first quarter next year. And we're still writing for that magazine that helped start this whole deal, Performance Horse uh, mm -hmm. magazine. And uh, we have our new TV show on Equus Television Network. It's called On the Road with a Cowboy Entrepreneur. And that's so much fun. We just get to go to places, you know, and uh, we just signed a deal with Equine Media Group for um, our podcast and uh, just all over the place. And we're still speaking a lot. We're doing Christ Over Career that um, Cameron Arnett and BJ Arnett started. And, man, I love that. I think we have two or three big dates next year set for that. So we'll be going to um, Christ Over Career and just out there ha shaking hands and hopefully riding some horses. Hmm. Well, I know most of your listeners uh, know where to find you or – or where you are out there. Uh, of course, you're on Facebook. Uh, mm -hmm. You have your website. You have a YouTube channel where this program, a lot of people, if they're watching this, they're probably watching it on the YouTube channel. Uh, you also have uh, your podcast, which goes out on what, Spotify, iHeartRadio. It's on KCAA. Yeah. Uh, any other platforms I'm missing? It, I think there's like 14 platforms now it's on. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it's growing. The network's growing there, too. And we're on 10 Texas Media, too. They're going to start carrying our show. Um, a great media company out of Nashville. And, and uh, yeah, it's just growing. The reach is growing, which I love. And it's, it's not so much for me. You know, it's humbling for me. But it's so people can hear the other, you know, the successful people's stories. And successful people in the fact that not how many zeros are on their check, but what they have accomplished mm -hmm. and how they're helping others accomplish something. And that's what I'm excited for people to get to hear. And when, mm -hmm. when there's a guest on the show, I know that, that their story is going to be shared in a, in a way it might help somebody that maybe normally wouldn't have heard that story. What I like about what you're doing is uh, you're breaking stereotypes. A lot of people, they had this idea of the cowboy from, from film, from movies. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they ride from town to town. The, the, you know, they're just carrying their saddle and uh, – they don't have a home. They don't, you know, the, the, they tend to drink a lot. They, you know, they're, they're very blue collar. They're, you know, that's mama. Don't let your babies grow up to be cowboys yeah. is how the song goes. That's and, it. Uh, but that's not the way it really is. At least no. not for everybody. A lot, you know, a lot of these people, you know, that work in the industry are smart, you know, yes. and, and the, the, they, they have a good business head about them and they're well-educated. They know what they're doing. And that's, I think, what I like the most about your program is that it breaks that stereotype. It breaks that idea that you can be both. You can be astute in business and also be a cowboy. Right. Well, thank you. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah, I, I think um, to be successful, you can't just travel around and, and, and do all that stuff. I mean, you have to be hyper-focused on what you want. You want you got to know what you want your results to be and, and how you want to get there. You know, it, it's a big industry. The Western industry is... I think 2.4 million jobs just in the United States. Mm. It's a multi-billion dollar industry and it's a worldwide industry also with the horses. I mean, completely around the world. So it, it's a big global business. So to get in mm. and, and not take advantage of that in the fact that um, 
to get all you can get out of it to help others is what I mean by that. Um, because mm -hmm. there's nothing better than having interns out here at the ranch and then all of a sudden they become successful and talking to other people or giving them a platform to talk about their business like on our show. And then all of a sudden their mm -hmm. business starts growing. There's nothing better than that, giving back. And, and you're right. It's um, even the athletes in rodeo and some of the other sports, this, the sorting and the pinning and team roping, they work out now and they're, they're so focused on the horse feeds to give the horse the best opportunity, the horse care, the horse management, and also with themselves, with the rest and with the workouts. I mean, it's kind of like what Tiger Woods did for golf. You know, everybody was out there. was kind of overweight and kind of just slapping the ball around. He came out <laughs> and he worked out and had guns and drove the ball farther. And then everybody else started working out. That's kind of happened in our industry as well. And, uh, but it's, it's definitely a business, but it's, it's a great business. Mm -hmm. Right. And those that succeed uh, have to work at it. It oh, just yeah. doesn't just Definitely. happen. They have to work at it. Definitely. Set so. your goals and write them down and, and work it a certain way and surround yourself with the best people. And if there's people around you that aren't top notch, you know, um, might have to look at your circle a little bit because um, there's a lot of great people out there that want to help. And uh, mm -hmm. but nobody can do this industry on their own. It takes a team. You know, from the horses to the people, it's, it, you got to have the best people around you and best horses around you. Well, that's just like you, Scott, to be that humble and, and talk about other people helping you out. Yeah. And, that's uh, I, don't, I can't think of a, <laughs> I can't think of a better point or end point to close on. Um, Scott, it's been a joy talking to you as always. And uh, I was so happy that you got to share a little bit about yourself with your audience so they could get to know you a little better. Um, is there anything we missed? <laughs> no, I, I, I thank you for the idea and I appreciate your friendship, everything you've done for the show. And, and I know the guests, whenever they talk to you, some, you just calm everybody down and make the show great. And uh, it, it's very important that, you know, they're relaxed so they can really tell their story the right way. And it takes you doing that and you hold it all together. So I appreciate your friendship. Thanks for doing this show. Oh. It's a great idea. So thank you, Scott. I appreciate you saying that. And, uh, all of you, you can find Scott and the Cowboy Entrepreneur uh, on the Facebook. You can find him on YouTube. You can also find uh, him as on all those other platforms we mentioned. And uh, thank you all for uh, listening and watching and your continued support. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you to all the great sponsors of the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. If you or your business is interested in being a sponsor of the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show, please call our office at 830-992-1786 or visit our website, cowboyentrepreneur.com.